This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. President Trump's midnight Twitter attack on Dr. Fauci. Can you continue to do your job when the president of the United States is publicly questioning your credibility? Then. Just look at this. How COVID-19 led to his fingers being amputated. I'm an example of what could happen. And battle for the streets. The arsenal of confiscated weaponry. Plus the wounds of war on both sides. Then Ellen under fire. Is nice Ellen really the queen of me? They want to see Ellen practice what she preaches. And new information on the death of TV icon Regis Philbin. His cause of death revealed. Then Johnny Depp's ex Amber Heard booed outside court. I stand by my testimony. Plus the nationwide search for this stolen teddy bear. I love you. Why the voice on the teddy bear is so precious. I love you. That bear meant everything to me. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Calvi in today for Deborah. Both the president and Dr. Anthony Fauci say their relationship is very good. But is it? After all, the president just launched a late night attack on the nation's top infectious disease specialist. Dr. Anthony Fauci is standing up for himself today after the president launched a late night attack on his integrity. Dr. Fauci has misled the American public on many issues, went one retweet posted at midnight. The president also retweeted this video of a doctor claiming hydroxychloroquine can cure COVID-19. I know people want to talk about masks. Hello? You don't need mask. There is a cure. That video has now been banned by Twitter for spreading false information about COVID-19. The FDA has declared hydroxychloroquine ineffective against the coronavirus. I don't tweet. I don't I don't even read them. So I, I don't really want to go there. This morning on GMA, Dr. Fauci took the high road. To the charge you've been misleading the American public? I have not been misleading the American public under any circumstances. So what's behind the president's latest attacks on the nation's top infection? disease expert. According to the New York Times, it's jealousy over Fauci's turn in the limelight when he made the first pitch at last week's opening game of the season. Dr. Anthony Fauci. Dr. Fauci may have thrown the worst pitch ever, but he's getting his own baseball card. And get this, it's the fastest selling baseball card ever. Tonight, ABC airs a 2020 special about the pandemic, American Catastrophe. How did we get here? We spoke to ABC News' Cecilia Vega. And we hold the Trump administration accountable. We asked the question, while President Trump was saying everything is fine and everything is under control, what was really happening behind the scenes? And the reality was there were multiple people inside the government and outside the government, health officials and beyond, who were saying something is not right. This is going to be potentially very 
very dangerous. We need to do something about this. And there were missed warning signs. And forget speed traps. In some places, there are now mask traps. Police ticketing pedestrians for not covering their faces. But when this guy got cited for not following mask guidelines, it was only the beginning of his problems. Stephen Fabian explains. This businessman just got ticketed for not wearing a mask on the streets in Miami. I think it's uh, hilarious. It was a so-called mask trap targeting pedestrians who aren't wearing their masks properly in the COVID-19 hotspot. I feel silly, you know. But today, that mask trap may have caught a much bigger fish than cops ever expected. David Hines is accused of using federal pandemic bailout money, PPP, to buy a $300,000 Lamborghini sports car. The $700 billion Paycheck Protection Program is meant for small businesses to keep their workers on the payroll during the COVID-19 crisis. David Hines, who owns a moving company with 70 employees, received nearly $4 million from the feds. But what he allegedly did with that money is now causing an uproar. Court documents say Hines used the bailout to go on a spending spree at Saks, Graft Diamonds, and on dating websites, jewelry, and clothing. Authorities say another 15000 went to mom. He's also accused of blowing $7,000 at the five-star Satai Hotel and another four grand at the renowned Fountain Blue. By chance, Hines was interviewed last week by Miami station WSVN when he got that no-mask ticket. The government, the Treasury, they get $2 trillion for PPP loans for small businesses. 85% of it went to major corporations. That may be the least of his problems. David Hines' lawyer said he is a legitimate business owner who suffered financially during the pandemic, adding his client is anxious to tell his side of the story when the time comes. And this man is sharing his horrifying experience battling COVID-19. He was hospitalized for more than two months and lost most of his fingers. As Jim Murray reports, it's the latest shocking effect of the virus that's just now coming to light. Cheers for the COVID victim known as Patient Zero. Greg Garfield lost fingers on both hands. After 64 days of hospitalization, he walked out of St. Joseph's Providence Hospital in Burbank to thunderous applause. I had sepsis. I had MRSA. I had a pulmonary embolism. He says his body had an autoimmune response that turned on him. I have half my fingers left on this hand. I have... Uh, Four of my fingers um, were amputated. In February, the L.A. businessman and his buddies went skiing in the Italian Alps. It was before most Americans had heard of COVID-19. All 13 friends tested positive. Greg was put on a ventilator and given a 1% chance of survival. I turned to one of my ICU nurses and said... uh, I'm scared. I don't want to die. His girlfriend, A.J. Johnson, was allowed to visit just twice. It was a whirlwind. It was really scary. Garfield says he wants everyone to know to take the virus seriously. I'm here to tell you, this could happen to you. And there's no rhyme or reason behind it. And this nurse from Florida who worked the front lines of the pandemic now finds himself paralyzed from the neck down. 22-year-old Desmond Silva contracted the virus two months ago. Initially, the symptoms were mild, says his girlfriend. He had a stuffy nose for a couple days, but it was very minor. So then he recovered, right? Yeah, he tested negative, went back to work, and 
was fine. No symptoms. Then last week, he came down with a spinal infection caused by COVID-19, which led to paralysis. It just makes no sense. There's no underlying health issues. It doesn't make any sense. Harvard University physician Dr. Ashish Jha says COVID-19 remains a confounding disease, and there is much we still don't know. What we're learning is that it, this virus goes well beyond the respiratory tract. It does uh, seem to affect the, directly people's hearts and sometimes people's brains. It's a much more systemic virus than just a kind of plain old standard respiratory virus. And today, the Miami Marlins put their season on pause as they try to sort out a COVID-19 outbreak among the team. A total of 15 players and two Marlins staff members have tested positive for the virus. Major League Baseball has been trying to figure out how to move forward during the pandemic with a shortened season. And take a look at this. It's a huge collection of homemade shields and weapons confiscated from demonstrators in Portland as the battle for the streets rages on there and in other cities. It's a startling stockpile of homemade weapons confiscated during street battles in Portland. Garden sprayers filled with bleach and urine. Rocks and cans of food thrown at cops. Glass jars to make Molotov cocktails, cartridge clips, helmets. And dozens of homemade plywood shields. As 100 more federal agents prepare to deploy to Portland, Attorney General William Barr spoke out about the violence before the House Judiciary Committee. The rioters have come equipped for fight, armed with powerful slingshots, tasers, sledgehammers, saws, knives, rifles, and explosive devices. It is, by any objective measure, an assault on the government of the United States. But committee chairman Gerald Nadler accused Barr of fomenting conflict. You are projecting fear and violence nationwide in pursuit of obvious political objectives. Shame on you, Mr. Barr. Can I just say, Mr. Shame on you. This filmmaker, who was covering the civil unrest, was hit in the eye with a pepper ball that penetrated his gas mask. All of a sudden got hit by a bunch of pepper balls and uh, one hit my gas mask, shattered the left lens, lacerated my face, cut my eye. Night after night of protests may be taking an emotional toll. This woman from the so-called Wall of Moms in Portland had a meltdown in front of federal agents. in Seattle are also releasing images of injuries caused by fireworks thrown by protesters, a badly burned leg, a gaping wound in one police officer's arm, and in another officer's back. In Tempe, Arizona, cops fought with 200 protesters. Now on to the drama behind the scenes at The Ellen Show as an internal investigation is launched into allegations from employees who say it's an awful place to work. They contend that behind the scenes, Ellen didn't exactly live up to her queen of nice persona. It's Ellen DeGeneres delivering a message we can all agree with. Be kind to one another. All her shows end the same way. Be kind to one another. Be kind to one another. Be kind to one another. Bye-bye. But Ellen 
Allen is now facing a major PR problem following a BuzzFeed article that portrays the queen of nice as the queen of mean. People who work in the entertainment industry and who work in Hollywood have heard rumors for years about what people call a toxic work environment. Now Warner Media, which owns and produces Allen, has launched an internal investigation into an alleged toxic work environment at the show. Former staffers who used to work at The Ellen Show are coming out of the woodwork sharing their stories. One makeup artist was quoted as saying that when he tried to make small talk with Ellen, she supposedly said, who do you think you are? Don't look at me. Ellen, obviously, again, profits off of the be kind mantra and has built an entire brand and image around it. And they would like to see her practice that. According to published reports, behind the scenes, Ellen has a history of sending employees home if she believed they had bad breath. A former Ellen staffer writes, I saw Ellen in the hallways every day and would say hello, and she never once said hello back. She wouldn't smile. She wouldn't even acknowledge me at all for two seasons. The show's three executive producers are taking the blame for any issues, declaring in a statement, for the record, the day-to-day -day responsibility of The Ellen Show is completely on us. We take all of this very seriously, and we realize, as many in the world are learning, that we need to do better, are committed to do better, and we will do better. I'll see you tomorrow. Be kind to one another. Bye. The Ellen Show recently wrapped up its 17th season. Have you seen this teddy bear? There is a manhunt going on right now for the stolen plush toy because it has a very special meaning to the woman it belonged to. Turns out it plays a recording of her late mother's voice. Have you seen this teddy bear? The whole nation is looking for it. If you have that teddy bear, please return it. That is precious. This isn't just your average teddy bear. Not to its owner, 28-year-old Mara Soriano. That bear meant everything to me because my mom passed away from cancer last year. She had made this beautiful recording at a Build-A-Bear um, store and put it into that bear. This is the touching moment Mara's mom played her the recording for the first time. Then, this past weekend, the bear was stolen while Mara and her fiancé were moving to a new apartment in Vancouver. Surveillance footage caught the thief in action. He's wearing a white baseball cap. Clear as day, he grabs Mara's backpack and her beloved teddy bear was gone. Losing this bear like feels like I lost her all over again. Now, Mara is pleading for the teddy bear's safe return. She's even getting help from Deadpool star Ryan Reynolds. $5,000 to anyone who returns the bear to Mara. Zero questions asked. I think we all need this bear to come home, he tweeted. For Mara, it's much more than a teddy bear. It's the only way to hear her mom's comforting words. If they just had the heart to bring back just the bear, no questions asked. I won't press any charges. I won't ask anything bad to happen to him. I just want him to give the bear back. Build-A-Bear has offered to make Mara a new bear. She's thankful, but says she still hopes to get the one her mom made back. We hope it turns up soon. And we'll be back with much more Inside Edition after this. Next, Johnny Depp's ex, Amber Heard, booed outside court. I stand by my testimony. And new information on the death of TV icon Regis Philbin. His cause of death revealed. 
Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. We'll be right back. How do you stay COVID-19 free in a rideshare car like Uber? Next, Inside Edition. What you need to know before you step into the vehicle to make sure it's safe. Look for hand sanitizer, wipes. Then, you've never seen a neighbor feud like this. This guy was so fed up, he sawed his neighbor's garage in half. It's been very difficult to live with people like this next door. Next, Inside Edition. Actress Amber Heard fought bag tears today as she spoke outside court, saying it was incredibly painful to relive her relationship with Johnny Depp on the stand. But Depp's supporters responded with a chorus of boos. Fighting back tears, Amber Heard spoke in public for the first time since testifying against her ex. Despite its significance, I would have preferred not to be here in court. Heard was on the witness stand for four days in Johnny Depp's libel trial against the British tabloid The Sun, which labeled the actor a wife-beater. It has been incredibly painful to relive the breakup of my relationship, to have my motives, my truth questioned, and the most traumatic and intimate details of my life with Johnny shared in court and broadcast the entire world. As Heard spoke on the steps of the London court, she was heckled with boos and snickers from diehard Depp fans. During the trial, Depp's lawyers accused Heard of being a compulsive liar and called into question her claims of physical abuse during her tumultuous relationship. When Depp arrived to court on this last day of testimony, adoring fans showered him with flowers and gifts. He took off his bandana and thanked them. The judge overseeing the case is expected to hand down his verdict in several weeks. Back with more Inside Edition after this. Still to come. New information on the death of TV icon Regis Philbin. His cause of death revealed. The medical examiner is now confirming the official cause of death for the legendary Regis Philbin, who died at age 88. Regis Philbin's cause of death has been revealed. It was heart disease, according to Connecticut's chief medical examiner. Regis's heart issues are well documented. In 1993, he underwent an angioplasty. In 2007, he had triple bypass and got a rousing reception when he returned to live with Regis and Kelly. Finally back after six weeks. Two years later, he had hip replacement surgery, finding humor on his first show back with a walker. By all accounts, Regis had a happy home life with wife Joy and his three daughters. But he suffered a tragic loss when his son Danny, who was born with a spinal cord defect, died in 2014. As a youngster, Danny had both legs amputated. He spoke about his anguish with Deborah in 1995. Danny's uh, situation is... It's fine now, usually it is fine, but it's tenuous. I mean, you never really know um, when he is not feeling that well. So I've learned to live with it. Regis will be buried at Notre Dame University, his beloved alma mater. He spoke about his passion for the school in 2012. If it hadn't been coming to Notre Dame and, and being a part of the spirit here, I don't know where I'd be right now. 
The Philbin family is asking fans to honor Regis by making contributions to New York City food banks. And when we come back, guess who's home? Finally, a reason to smile. These kids take off sprinting when they spot their dad. It's been 103 days since they last saw him. He's a paramedic in New York City, fighting COVID-19 on the front lines. His kids were staying with their grandparents in Rhode Island. Wow, what a hug. And that's Inside Edition. I'm Mary Calvi in for Deborah Norville. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings wherever you get your podcasts.